What is our true purpose? Are we toys at the hands of the universe? Welcome to Lurking Dusk. I'm your host, Benny Paulson, broadcasting to you tonight from the beautiful forest on the edge of Graniville. For those who are asleep, I hope your dreams are pleasant tonight. And for those who are awake at this early hour, thank you for delving into Graniville's mysteries with me. Now, I will be leaving the lines open for any callers, but let's start with the big story of the past few weeks. A lot of you have been reporting something lurking in the woods. The sightings I've heard have described this thing as long and thin. Jovan Morris, the local librarian, had said that the creature is stick-like, standing about ten feet tall with eyes branching off of a stalk at the top of the body and being otherwise humanoid. Personally, I haven't seen this thing yet, but over the past few days, it does seem like the kids of town have already begun thinking of what this creature is. In fact, while I was out researching earlier today, a couple of kids from the middle school told me that the tree creature lures people into the woods to eat them, and then create more creatures that clone and replace those people. Now, I don't know about you, but that sounds pretty horrifying. They justified themselves by telling me that Mrs. Kirtley has been acting weird lately, standing in her front yard at night, smiling at the passers-by. One of the kids said they had seen her standing in front of the door at the old abandoned mansion, scratching words into the door with her long nails. Now, my entire life I've lived in Graniville, and Mrs. Kirtley has always been sort of a strange figure. She always seems to be the first suspect whenever something mysterious happens around town. Naturally, I went to go talk to Mrs. Kirtley about this, but she didn't seem to be home. Other than that, I wasn't able to get much more information about the tree creature. The witnesses I talked to seem to have forgotten any other details about their encounters other than the monster's appearance. Now this is definitely weird, but I feel that Mrs. Kirtley has always been a secretive one. I continued to try and talk to her later in the day, but before we continue, a word from our sponsor. Lurking Dusk, along with JFF Radio, are proudly sponsored by Aldi, with a new location opening up on the east side of Graniville this spring. Aldi. Shop differently. Now, as I stated before, I had continued throughout the day to try to talk to Mrs. Kirtley about these accusations. I had gone to the old abandoned mansion to see if she was there, but... Once again, she was nowhere to be found. I had searched around town for a few hours before running back to her house again, where I found her in her front yard. I tried asking her about the monster, and she only responded with a few nonsensical words. It seems as though we may never get a true answer to this part of the mystery. What's that? Oh, it looks like we have a caller on the line. Let's see what they have to say. Hello, caller. Yeah, hi. Uh, I have an uh, experience with that 
monster you've been talking about. All right, well, go ahead and tell your story. And what would your name be? My name is... Never mind. I, uh, I... I'll just get into the story. I've been working construction on new houses down on Dory Lane, a street on the edge of the forest. And last Thursday was when it happened. During my break, I was looking out into the trees and thought that the scenery looked kind of... strange? I walked closer to get a better look, and I saw that thing. I was petrified, but I couldn't have been staring for more than a few seconds when my buddy tapped me on the shoulder and, well, 15 minutes had passed. That sounds... terrifying. Yeah, well, you know, I heard the tales, but I thought it was just a thing that some kids had come up with, or maybe a parent spiteful toward their misbehaving child. Anyway, something about it really bothered me. It tugged at me pretty hard. The next few days, I barely kept focus as my head always shot me back to the woods. Until yesterday, when I finally decided to do something about it. So I packed up some food, a camera, and a portable phone charger. I figured getting pictures on my phone and recording audio would make me seem less crazy. At least to myself. I entered the woods around 6.30 a.m. and wandered around. I left my voice recording feature on and just observed the area around me. I was in there for four hours until I finally saw it hiding between the trees. I grabbed my camera to take a picture, but everything froze. It took me a while, but I realized it was holding me by my shoulders. Everything around us went purple, and all I could focus on were those piercing, translucent eyes and that cold, uncaring, bark-like skin, a, a foreign entity against my flesh and mind. I've never been more scared in my life. Then, suddenly, it was over, and I was just there, in the forest. Nothing around me, nothing moving, just me. My phone battery apparently died after I went for the camera, so there wasn't anything on there, but I still have what I know, what I saw, what I felt. You believe me, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, of course I believe you. If, if anyone knows about the strange legends and creatures about this town, it's me. Trust me. Huh. That feels... comforting. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Have a good night. Oh, and, um, what did you say your name was? It's Thomas. Thank you so much, Thomas. Well, that was definitely one story to rattle the bones. I think this is the most credible evidence of this creature we've gotten so far. Although it doesn't seem like Thomas was eaten or replaced. It seems like this creature just kind of took him. Hmm. What do you think, listeners? Was it true? I've been hearing monster stories about this town since I was a kid. This show is made for those kinds of stories. Let's not forget we are all vulnerable and we are all 
human. Yes, we have a collective of vast imaginaries, but I think we tend to let that blind us to reality's truths. Ever since I was a kid, I've known that this town was strange. I've known that we get more sightings for anything than any other town in America. I created this show to try and figure out what's wrong. To find out what's drawing these forces to us, and not to the rest of America, I do hope that one day we find the answer. Now, I'm not here, ladies and gentlemen, to tell you whether or not these stories, these beings and legends are true. You tell me your stories, and we weigh them against the rest of the world. That is how we differentiate the fact from the fiction. I don't know about you, but Thomas's story is the most convincing out of them all. I know how I feel about this creature. But whatever you may think, whatever reality you choose to believe, whatever world you live in, stay safe and stay vigilant. You never know what could be there, observing you. I thank you for joining me tonight for this adventure into the life of another. Stay mindful of your surroundings, and may your days be brighter than the dusk. Granaville is written and directed by O'Shea McGrogan, with music tracks by Sam Hinojosa. The voice of Benny Paulson was O'Shea McGrogan. The voice of Thomas was Big Anklovich. Thank you for listening.